Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it on your story. It helps me so much and I really appreciate when all of you girls interact with the podcast. And let's get into setting the mood. So it is currently 8 a.m. on a Monday morning and you might be wondering why in the world are you recording when you're supposed to be like at school or work? Well, today is, I think, Martin Luther King Day, and so we have this day off, and I'm really just catching up and getting ready for the upcoming spring semester, which is tomorrow, but by the point that you listen to this episode, it will already have happened my very first week of the spring semester, and I'm a little anxious. I have a lot of difficult classes, but we will get through it. So this morning, what I did is I woke up pretty early. I had a really chill morning. I was, for some reason, looking up some recipes to do later today. And then I did a little bit of Pilates. I drank my beautiful coffee. I had two cups. And then I had my avocado toast. And after I record this, I'll probably go on a little walk indoors, though. It is so cold outside of Minnesota. It's like in the negative degrees it's freezing and so i'll probably just walk on the treadmill and be editing this podcast a high and a low so a high is finally i'm getting around to hanging up paintings and lights in my room and organizing everything i think over the past few weeks i had so many ambitious plans for winter break to like clean everything organize and unfortunately i didn't get around to a lot of it just because I wanted to rest, I wanted to chillax, and I already had other things on my plate. And so at least today, the very last day of winter break, I'll be hanging up some paintings and trying to finish up my room as much as I can before the busy spring semester starts. A low is the fact that it is absolutely freezing. Like right now in Minnesota, it is like negative two degrees Fahrenheit or negative 20 degrees Celsius for the girls that are not in the US metric system. But like, honestly, I like being outside, but with this kind of weather, I'm not going out anywhere. Like I can barely take like a 10 minute walk outside because of how cold it is. And it's not even that good for your lungs, especially. So I've been inside and I really miss like being outside, going outdoors, doing activities. But luckily it looks like the weather will be warming up in a few weeks. So hopefully I'll take advantage of that and be getting outside more. Also, another low is the fact that it's the last day of winter break, but it's not like, I don't feel like it's that much of a low because I'm really ready to ramp up and start working hard for the spring semester. And while I love winter break and it was definitely needed because I was quite burnt out, I think I'm ready to get back to work. I think, you know, being a little lazy is just not going to work for me long term. And so I'm really happy to have all of that drive, all that determination to get good grades and succeed this coming semester. And finally, a shout out. So in episode 85 on how to actually set and achieve your 2024 New Year's goals, I asked what is one of your 2024 resolutions? I really love to see how all of you girls are setting goals and working to achieve them throughout this year. 
Julia Rocchio said consistently going to bed by 10.30 p.m. or earlier and waking up by 6.30, I think you meant a.m. or earlier. So I think going to bed and having a strict bedtime routine and a strict morning routine is so, so helpful. I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I did sleep in for like 10, 15 minutes and I'm not supposed to snooze my alarm. But anyway, I think when you have a very consistent evening routine and you're going to bed on time, waking up is a lot earlier. You just need to get used to it. I think slowly, but surely, you know, start waking up a little earlier, start going to bed a little earlier and be strict with yourself. I think that's the hardest part is like some days you'll probably in bed, like reading by 10 PM, like lights out. And then some days it's like 11 or 12 and you're like scrolling through TikTok or watching a Netflix series. And I think in those moments of weakness, let's say, it's really important to just say, you know what, like I need to go to sleep right now and don't drag yourself down, especially if it's like a bad habit of like, oh, well, I'm already up so late. I might as well stay up later. That is just the all or nothing mentality that will limit you. So just put your phone down and start from there. It doesn't need to be perfect as long as you're making active steps to improving any bad habits, which we will talk about. That is what is important. So I really love how Julia, you want to go to bed. You want to wake up at the same time. You have a good circadian rhythm going and trust me, it will get easier as the year goes on. Okay, so this idea for this episode came from a lot of things. And as a lot of you girls know that many of my episodes come from personal experience or like things that I've been thinking about actively, books that I've read, etc. Or a lot of you girls DM me episode ideas, which I always love. And most of the girls that DM'd me have received an episode or an episode relating to what they DM'd me because I think it's really important to just like be able to create episodes that you girls want to listen to. But this episode is very coming from my brain. And that is because, well, first off with the new years, everyone wants to create healthy habits. However, it's really hard to create healthy habits that, you know, you can stick to. And it's even harder to break bad habits that are hindering you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. I think everyone talks about like, oh, I want to lose weight, eat healthier, work out consistently, study more, procrastinate less, read, meditate, journal, etc. And all of those are great habits, but they're habits. You can't just like convince yourself to do it for one day and then like not do it the rest of the year. You need to actively work it into your lifestyle and make it so it's like on autopilot. When you have healthy habits like working out, eating healthy, etc., it makes living a healthy lifestyle so much easier. And like a lot of people ask me like, how am I so consistent on working out? It's just a habit. Like I don't even think about it. But there are other habits that are not good that come on autopilot. Like for me, I pick my cuticles a little bit when I'm stressed and, you know, I kind of hurt my nails or when I feel really disrespected, I completely start cutting off people and like practically destroying relationships. And that is just like my bad habits. I have plenty of others, but those are just the things that come to the top of my head. But you need to be able to take all of the things that you want for 2024, all of your goals and make them into actionable habits and steps that you can stick to, because that is how you are going to get to your goal. Secondly, I noticed that I was on TikTok a little too much and TikTok in, you know, in like a software engineer's mind, aka me, but also just like on a psychological level, in my opinion, it is the most addictive app. It, it kind of rivals Instagram, but like, honestly, I'm not on Instagram as much as I ever was on TikTok. And that is because I feel like with Instagram, there's so many like different pages and like it kind of breaks up the reels. However, TikTok is like an endless scroll. And the first thing that happens when you open it up is you go on the For You page and you just keep scrolling. And I noticed throughout winter break, and as someone who's fairly disciplined, who likes to have a schedule, who likes to like 
you know, be productive. I was wasting like an hour or an hour and 30 minutes a day just scrolling through TikTok. And I had this horrible habit that I just kept building and building. And I was really frustrated with myself and with this, no matter if like I put a time limit on my app or not, like I, it was always TikTok. And so I uninstalled it, which you know, I create content on TikTok, but you know, my mental health is more important. And so I'll probably just stick to Instagram for the time being because TikTok is very addictive. And that was a bad habit that I developed. And I am actively working on breaking by taking very, very, very strong steps of like uninstalling it. In my life overall, I'm constantly trying to implement a ton of healthy habits and break the bad ones, like the examples I just went over, but it's really hard. Like when I have bad habits, I find it's 10 times harder to break them than Im implementing new habits in my life. And what's really unfortunate is all of the other motivational content that I've looked at, all of the motivational bros, and you probably know who I'm talking about. They all say like, it's willpower, it's willpower. But at the end of the day, it's not really willpower, it's a change of habit and it's psychology, right? You can make anything a habit, even if you don't find yourself as like the most disciplined person, the most, you know, the person with the most willpower, you can just use a little psychology, some hacks to make everything that's good for you a habit and to replace everything that is bad for you. Habits are the building block of your future. And so if you make good habits, you'll become closer to the envisioned future self. And if you make bad habits, you're going to be stuck in an endless cycle of feeling guilty, giving up, starting over, self-loathing, failing, etc. And I know that sounded pretty dark, but that is the truth. Habits can really make or break your future. And just imagine if exercise, eating healthy, reading daily, Journaling, meditating was as easy as scrolling through social media, was as habitual. How can we make these healthy habits as addictive as all of those bad habits while also removing the bad habits that you did pick up? Well, let's jump right into this very needed episode. First, I want you to get out your journal or your phone notes app or, I don't know, a Google document to reflect and plan your habits. I think before we start working on actually eating healthier or actually going to the gym to work out or actually learning a new language, I want you to reflect on your current habits. Similar to the ins and outs list I mentioned a few episodes ago in the New Year's episode, I want you to write out all of your current habits, which by the way, often includes your routines. You'll notice like you get up and the first thing you do is brush your teeth. Like that's a habit. And this list should be long because you need to really think about everything that is on autopilot for you. Like, you know, you wake up and you do this, this, and this, like that's a routine, but it's also a habit, right? Or you always drink water before coffee. Like that is one habit. Or you always, you know, make yourself a breakfast. Like that's another habit. Like you need to find all of the habits in your life. And this list should be like, at least a page or two, sometimes even three, because there are a lot of little habits that you probably do on autopilot. Now, I want you to write the good and the bad, right? I don't want you to like stick to the good. Like I want you to be 100% honest with yourself because honesty will help you become the best version of yourself because when you're honest with yourself, you see all of your flaws and imperfections. So for example, I looked at all of my habits and some good habits is like, I turn my phone off before bed and read. But a bad habit is I pick my cuticles when I'm stressed. So I want the good, the bad on this list. And after you write down all of those habits, highlight the good ones with a green highlighter or like a pen or change the text or add a check mark or something to like distinguish the good ones. And then use the bad ones, you know, 
do an X, do a red highlighter, etc. Remember that nobody will be as honest with you as you can be for yourself because even your family, even your best friend, they want you to be happy, but sometimes you have to go through unhappy periods of your life to grow. And if you're really honest with yourself and you notice these bad habits, you might not be like the happiest person to get rid of them, but they will benefit you later on. So now that you listed out all of those habits and you kind of sorted the good from the bad, I want you to underneath that, maybe in a different, you know, color of pen or something, write down the habits that you want, write down everything and anything. And I definitely recommend for you to look at your new year's goals or your vision board and kind of take inspiration from that because a lot of your new year's goals can be boiled down to just habits, right? Little building blocks that will get you to your end result. If you want to write a book, one of those building blocks could be every single day I write for 30 minutes, right? Or if one of your building blocks is consistent exercise, every single day I move my body for an hour, right? There are so many ways that you can take all of your goals and make them into habits and that is how you succeed. Write down everything. So whether that's as small as reading for 10 minutes before bed or as big as consistent exercise or eating healthy, I want you to write down everything and anything. Again, this might take a lot of pages. So if your hand gets tired, take a break, come back to it. But I want you to really be able to plan everything out, figure out what do you want? Because you cannot reach the end of the journey without like a path and like steps to get there. And those steps are habits. So now that you have your journal, right, you have your current habits, the good versus bad, and then you also have the habits that you want to add. Now we need to figure out how do habits work? We need to understand the psychology behind habits before we start implementing new ones and breaking the bad ones. Everyone talks about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I truly think it is a fantastic book, and I definitely recommend for you to buy it on Amazon or check it out from a library. In the book, he talks about the psychology of how a habit is formed and how a habit is changed. And a lot of the information that I'll have in the rest of the episode does come straight from the book. So of course, I want to give credit to the original author. Every habit, whether good or bad, has four steps. Cue, craving, response, and reward. A cue is a trigger for your brain. Our ancestors' cues were often related to like food or water or shelter, things that they needed to survive. So like maybe they're walking through the woods and they heard a river and for them that was a cue to, oh, there's water, we need to all go there and settle there. Now in our modern world, we are constantly searching for cues on things like pleasure, money, praise, love, acceptance, etc. And a lot of these cues are similar to like how our ancestors, they were action-based, right? They, you wanted to get something. A lot of times they could also be time-based or feeling-based, right? Maybe you feel like you're not loved. And so maybe you do a bad habit of like cutting yourself off from people, right? That is a, like a feeling-based cue that leads to a result. Cues are also very different depending on the person. So Obviously for me, my cue to wake up is like the sounds of birds chirping. And for me, that is like how I wake up peacefully. But for someone else, they peacefully wake up naturally just because of how their body feels or they not so peacefully wake up with the blaring sound of an alarm. Other cues like the sound of a can opening is not a trigger for me, but as someone who maybe drinks a ton of soda, it can be very triggering for those who have a habit. So cues are different. So my cue is different from yours, but it's good to know that cues cause something to happen. And the cue causes the next step of a habit, which is a craving. And a craving is a want to change your state. For example, you scroll through your phone when bored, 
and that provides entertainment. You are changing your state from bored to entertained or the craving of brushing your teeth for a feeling of a clean mouth. You may not want to brush your teeth, but you want to have good breath and feel fresh. And that's why you are changing your state from like a not so clean mouth to a clean mouth. The third step of habit formation is a response. The response is the action. It is picking up your phone to scroll. It is turning on your toothbrush. It is grabbing the junk food without thinking. That is the habit and action. This is where you are doing actually something. And again, that is result from a craving, like you want to change your state and the craving often happens because of the cue earlier. So remember cue, craving, response. And then finally is the reward. So this is the dopamine you get from scrolling on your phone or eating junk food. Generally a reward is somehow satisfying us or it is teaching us. So some people really are able to, and we'll talk about this later, hijack their brain into like being obsessed with learning stuff. And that is how you can really hijack the reward system in your brain. However, many people form habits because it satisfies you, right? Like you eat a certain food because it's a comfort food, or you pick up your phone because it's entertainment and the reward is dopamine for doing that. So remember, cue, craving, response, and reward. Bad habits in particular are often created by stress or boredom. So those are often the cues, right? Good habits can be, you know, being happy or a certain time when you go work out. Bad habits are often formed by those specific stress or boredom feelings. And of course, you can try and avoid the cue, but that's not going to last forever. We're all bored. We can all get stressed all the time. So we'll talk about how to like specifically break those bad habits in a second. The more you do a certain habit the easier it becomes, right? Those neurons start to wire together, right? Neurons that wire together, fire together. There's this saying in psychology and it actually works. Like for example, if you always wake up and drink water, maybe the first few times it's a stretch, but after like the 20th time or whenever you form that habit, it's just on autopilot. Like I don't even think about waking up and drinking water. I just do it. This whole step process, the cue, the craving, the response, the reward, it happens in seconds because when you keep doing the same habit over and over again, it just becomes wired in your brain. According to the European Journal of Psychology, a habit does not take a week or 21 days to form. Sometimes it generally takes an average of 66 days with a range of 18 to 254 days. So that is a huge range. And you need to know yourself when it comes to building any kind of habit. Obviously, for some people like me, I'm a very habitual person. So after like a few weeks, everything that I do generally becomes a habit. For other people, they're not very habitual. They're more spontaneous. And so for them, forming a habit probably will take longer. Number three, we're going to talk about making habits. So first, I know that your list of making new habits is probably very, very long. However, I want you to focus on one or two things at a time. If you try to do everything at once, you are going to be overwhelmed and the habit is less likely to be successful. So I want you to focus on one thing, whether that is working out consistently or you know, meditating every day or reading every day. I want you to focus on one habit at a time, max two. Like if it's like not a hard habit, like if it's reading and journaling, maybe you can focus on both of those at the same time, but try not to go over two habits. We're going to use the same psychology that James Clear had in his book. So first we're going to focus on the cue of the habit. So we want something to ding in your brain that, oh, this habit is starting and I need to go do something. Again, this is the, this is like the cue to the rest of the habit. So I want you to think about how can you make things just like tick. For example, if you want to work out consistently, 
put it in your schedule and wake up at the same time every day and go work out at the same time every day or work out at the same time after work. I think it's really important to like sometimes have time-based cues like, oh, it's like 7 a.m. I need to go do Pilates or go for a walk because that will help the habit formation just happen a lot faster. Some other ways for the cue is like putting your running shoes by the door rather than in the closet. You're way more likely to go out for an outdoor run if you see that and that like gives you a cue of, oh, I need to go run today. If you want to eat healthier, wash and cut your veggies and fruits and put them in the fridge in glass containers. That way, like when you open the fridge to look for something to snack on, you can see them right there staring and that will give you a cue to, oh, maybe I'll have some blueberries rather than a bag of chips. Next, we're going to talk about craving. So I want you to make something even more fun. So craving helps me to like romanticize the actual habit. Back to the workout example. Buying a cute workout set or a gym bag to motivate you to go to the gym, right? I'll look at the gym bag that will give me a cue of, oh, maybe I need to go work out. But I also know it is adorable and that makes something even more fun. That makes me crave it even more. Or if you want to eat healthier, get cute plates and focus on plating your food as if you're going to take a photo of it. Like really romanticize everything that you want to do. If you want a journal, get a cute journal with your favorite pens. If you want to, I don't know, read more make sure that you have books that you really are excited to read right next to your bed or your couch. I think it's really important for you to make things easy for you and really romanticize the process of forming this habit. The response part, I want you to make it easy. You want to remove as much friction as possible between you and the habit you want. For example, if you want to work out consistently, start working out at home so the friction of going to the gym is not there. Or if you want to eat healthier, meal prep and make a plan for all your weekly meals. That way you're not tempted to go to a drive-in or eat junk food since you already have meal prepped your food. It's so easy. Friction will limit you from doing something. For example, oftentimes when we don't want to study, that's because there's a lot of friction between us. We need to open up the textbook and bring out our notebooks and do all of that, right? So put in as little friction as possible when it comes to you and the actual habit. Finally, make it satisfying. Give yourself a little reward every single time you accomplish your new habit. For example, after your workout, you can make yourself a great post-workout breakfast or meal and a coffee. Every day you learn a new language, you can check off the task on your checklist. Speaking of checklist, I think this is one of the best rewards is seeing a streak buildup. So streak buildups are very psychological because you feel good checking it off, seeing how many days in a row you could do a certain habit. I use the app called Just Simply Habits. It is free and I check off every time I do my healthy habits. And it's really addictive because I want to check off everything. I'll link the app in the show notes. This isn't sponsored. I just really like the app and it's a great way to make building a new habit very satisfying. I also want you to consider habit stacking. This is a form of implementing new habits within the ones you already have. So after you do one habit that's already ingrained in you, you do the next new one. And that way our brain starts to associate the one habit that we have with the new habit. So for example, after pouring a cup of coffee, you can add a new habit of meditating for a minute as the coffee cools. Now, every time you pour a cup of coffee, you're going to think about meditation. Or after you finish your meal, you'll immediately put away your dishes and clean up. That way, every time you finish eating, you start to clean up a little bit and it helps keep your space tidy. 
So to summarize, creating good habit, make sure that the cue is obvious, it's there, make it attractive, romanticize the process, make it simple, make it easy, try to limit as much friction as possible between you and the habit. And finally, make the reward satisfying, whether that's checking off something or getting a good cup of coffee or, you know, working towards a spa night or something, make sure that you are rewarding yourself every single day that you would do your good habit. Next, we're going to talk about breaking bad habits. And breaking bad habits is so much harder. And I want you to kind of think about ways that you can limit it and replace those bad habits. Oftentimes, it's a lot harder to take away and restrict things. It's a lot easier to just swap things out. And anything to do with like food or like instead of scrolling, you read, that is such a great way to break your bad habit. So first, I want you to think about the cue. I want you to take away the cue that is always causing this bad habit as much as you can, obviously. For example, if you feel bored and you always end up scrolling on your phone when studying, put your phone in another room or in your bag. That way, you know, you can't look down at your phone and have this cue of, oh, I'm bored, I want to scroll through it. Or if you always eat junk food your family buys, put the junk food in a cabinet far away from where you normally go. So this will help limit the cue of like opening the cabinet and seeing those junk foods stare right at you. Next, craving. So I think while it is impossible to make everything invisible and like, of course, you will feel bored, you will feel stressed and those negative habits can come out, I want you to make things ugly. For example, if you always are scrolling through your phone and procrastinating, put your phone in black and white mode. Trust me, when it's in black and white, it doesn't look as nice and you're not likely to scroll through it for very long. Next, for the response for this habit, make things difficult. Unlike when you're trying to build a new habit and you want to reduce as much friction as possible, for the bad habits, you want to create as much friction as possible. For example, I had to uninstall TikTok, right? If I want to go through TikTok, I have to re-download it and then log in again, and I probably forgot my passcode again. You know, I have to go through all those steps, so I'm probably not going to take TikTok again and put it on my phone because of all those steps. I'm providing so much friction. And those few minutes can determine if you scroll or not. Or for me also, I put band-aids on my cuticles and like around my fingers and that limits me from picking at them. That provides a physical barrier and it's also a mental barrier. Make things difficult. Trust me, like just try not to have a ton of junk food in the house if you're trying to eat healthier or, you know, try to like only let yourself use your phone when you're on the treadmill or something because trust me, if you make things difficult, you are a lot less likely to do those bad habits. And finally, for the reward for a bad habit, make it not satisfying. For example, if you want to eat junk food, you can't plate it nicely. Unlike the healthy food, make the junk food look like junk food. If you want to scroll through social media, you can only scroll through educational content. And that's probably not going to get that itch of like mindless entertainment that your brain wants. You want to make your bad habits not satisfying so you're not inclined to do them. Also, I have some further tips for breaking bad habits. So again, I talked about replacing a bad habit with the good one. All habits, good or bad, have some sort of reason in our lives. So you want to feel connected and entertained. That's why you scroll through social media. Instead of doing that, call a friend, call a family member, or go on a coffee date with someone. You're replacing the bad habit of scrolling with a much more beneficial habit of actually spending time with someone face-to-face. If you want to have stress relief, for example, you always get stressed and maybe you're stressy. Instead of immediately going to the habit of turning to food, which is often bad in this case, go for a walk, pet your dog or cat. 
often replacing a bad habit is so powerful because we are still giving us the, you know, emotions we want and the feeling we want after completing a certain thing, but we are not participating in the bad habit. Also, a really nice tip is to join forces with someone. When we have a friend or a family member keeping us accountable, we are way more likely to do what we said we were going to do. So if you want to work out consistently, working out with your friend is powerful. You can't just like skip the gym because your friend is already there and you're going to let them down. Or if you want to have a focused study session, join a friend at a coffee shop and dedicate a few hours of focused work. If you see your friend really working on her homework or something, you're a lot less likely to pick up your phone and waste time. I have heard of people even giving money to their friends and family, and if they don't do what they promised, the friend gets to keep the money. And it can be like a hundred to like a thousand dollars. Keep the stakes high and trust me, you will be doing your good habits. And finally, be kind to yourself. Please, as you're building a new habit or you're breaking a bad one, do not fall into the all or nothing mentality. Plan to fail, okay? I fail all the time with good habits breaking bad ones, etc. You're human. Just pick yourself back up again and try again. It is not worthless to keep trying. You will eventually get the hang of it, okay? Watch yourself talk throughout the process. Don't be negatively self-talking yourself. Oh, I'll never be able to work up consistently. I'll never be able to eat healthy. I'm always going to turn to food for comfort. I'm always going to be a procrastinator. No, watch yourself talk because trust me, what you say matters. I really hope that you like this episode. I hope that it was helpful. You gained some tips on building new habits, breaking the bad ones. Just remember throughout this process, be kind, be compassionate to yourself. You are working on becoming the best version of yourself. And that is a lot more than many other girls can say. Be sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials, give it a rating, give it a review, and also answer the Spotify question for a shout out. And for my Apple girlies, leave me a Apple podcast review with a sentence or two of why you love the podcast, and then I'll be able to shout you out from there. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.